how do you stay motivated? How do you keep the spirit alive, the motivation to make change? And the, the answer is this. Comparisons are where you want to be are great to get started, but they're sort of deadly when you are in it, when you are making the change, when you're actually working towards it. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Let's get started. Hey, folks. Welcome back to Counselors Can Help. I'm your host, Merrill Fink. Good to be back. Good to talk to you folks. And just you, me, everybody out there living our lives, it's time for another show on change and making change. First part of the year, people with New Year's resolutions, etc., and we're working on that subject matter. So it occurred to me, and I thought, well, geez, I'm kind of letting the folks down, letting my show down if I'm not talking about change really right away around January 1st. People are making their New Year's resolutions. This show should be all packaged, ready to go to capture that spirit. And to some degree, I can sort of see that maybe for some exercise or fitness types of things, but really what I'm talking about here is there's really no set time for change. We can always make change and and how to make lasting change. So you can start a February one resolution, not a problem. You can do it. Uh, So we'll, we'll get into some key things about that on this show. Before we start that, please pass the show to other folks. If you hear a subject matter that you think is relatable to other people, pass it along, let them know it's there, rate the show, Put a rating in there. That's lovely. That helps us really just get the message out. That's all I'm about for this show. It's not about ads or selling products for revenue, that kind of thing. I am here about just getting the message out. So with that, we want to get into it. So we've talked to a couple of shows about change. One, a couple of shows back, time preference. Are you a short-term, long-term thinker? How that may affect you? So these are all setting up how to actually have successful change. And the second show, the, the last show, was really talking about the mindset of change. What is a person who makes long and lasting change mindset going in and how to create or judge your mindset that you have to make sure you have the, the proper one to make the proper change? And so that's a show worth listening to because it's not just about, well, I'll do this thing and then I'm going to make the change. I'll go to the gym every day, you know, whatever. Um, There's a lot of ways that does not last, that won't last with the improper mindset. So wanting to talk about that, and we did on the last show. In this show, we're going to get into something a little bit more, I guess, long-term, and that is a bit on comparisons and a bit on what are your... What sort of patterns do you have and how we're going to break those patterns? Because you may have tried this change before and failed. People try quitting smoking. People try fitness. These are sort of classic ones. I'm going to quit drinking. You know, these are all very, I guess, big ones that people have that generally have good reasons for and thought process in going into, but they tend to fail. Why? And so we'll get into that a bit. So one reason why I think many times people fail with change is comparisons. They spend too much time comparing themselves to what they're supposed to be. Now, when we go to make change, that's not a bad thing to compare yourself to what you're supposed to be. So let's say you are 
all these the, the things that I just mentioned, fitness, let's say you want to lose a bunch of weight because your doctor and a bunch of people have told you that that's a good idea, or quitting smoking or reducing your alcohol intake, that all these things that I mentioned, they're all great ideas. They are all worth doing. So you may have tried all these things before and you haven't done it. Let's try to eliminate those reasons. And the first one is this idea of comparison. You see where you want to be. Maybe you're comparing yourself to other people. Maybe you're comparing yourself to what your doctor or healthcare provider told you you need to be. And you're well off of that. Maybe you have a lot of weight to lose. It's easy to then see, okay, I am this. My doctor wants me to be that. Maybe that looks like a hundred pounds slimmer me. And I can see that I am not hundred pounds slimmer. So I need to make some changes. Well, <clears throat> that's an okay mindset to get started as far as comparing yourself to the ultimate goal. But if you keep that mindset every day about how you're not where you want to be, how you are still well off your goal. For example, if you needed to lose a hundred pounds, I mean, you could be a month into this thing and still be 90, 95 pounds to your goal. That's still a long way off. How do you stay motivated? How do you keep the spirit alive, the motivation to make change? And the, the answer is this comparisons are where you want to be are great to get started, but they're sort of deadly when you are in it, when you are making the change, when you're actually working towards it. Really, the comparison you should be making is, what was I yesterday? I've talked about this before on the show. How do I compare myself to where I've decided to make the change and now my comparison, okay, I'll keep an eye on where I want to get to. That's fine. But day to day, my mindset needs to be more of how can I get better than I was yesterday? How do I compare myself to where I was when I started this thing? Because there's no way you're going to win the game of comparing yourself to where you want to be continually because you will constantly be met with disappointment. This will never have a good outcome. It will, it will be discouraging and you will lose motivation and you will tend to quit. But you can compare yourself to what you were yesterday. And the example I've used before is a person who is significantly overweight would go into a gym, let's say, and start comparing themselves to everyone else around them. Probably why they didn't go into the gym in the first place. And so now they're there. Maybe they've got a trainer. Maybe they're just there with a buddy, a friend, someone supporting them. But they see all these other people who look a lot more fit. And the comparison can then start to become, well, I'm less than or they're doing better than me or I have failed and all these things. And maybe you fight that off for a day or two, but that constant comparison of you to them is going to be not very effective. It's not going to be encouraging at all. And you're going to, you're going to keep walking into that gym discouraged that you are not what they are. So you see how this can then become quite a roadblock to you continuing to make progress in your exercise. So instead, the comparison needs to be, well, yesterday I was just starting. Today I'm better than I was yesterday. Maybe a little sore. Maybe still not into this habit change yet. But I feel like I'm making progress. My mindset has shifted. I feel more confident. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And I'm going to compare myself to where I was yesterday and hold myself to that standard. Am I doing better than I did the day before? 
or whatever time frame you want to use, but it's keeping the comparisons and noting where you're going, not necessarily, oh, I'm not there yet, therefore I have failed. So I hope you, you can take that example and see how a comparison of comparing yourself to the ideal you or some version of you that is comparing yourself to someone else, some fake version of them, social media is full of this. We can all get into cycles where we compare ourselves to what we're supposed to be and that can be quite discouraging. So I'm not against that. I'm not against honesty of saying that I'm not where I need to be, but too much of that, I think you can see my examples have shown that's not a good long-term stance, let's say. So the next thing I want to do is talk a bit about the patterns that people get into and noticing your patterns and, and trying to avoid the sort of the negative cycle that some negative patterns have. So <clears throat> what, I, what I'm going to talk about is this idea of I'll, I'll take this feeling, let's say, or something that's a negative trigger for me that tends to put me in a, in a bad place that I'm trying to change, but I'm not sure that I need to change. And I'm still sort of struggling with that. So a simpler version of this is when I started getting my degree in this field, I knew it was going to take many years and I continually every day would ask myself the question, why am I doing this? Because I was constantly confronted with time spent, which I'd rather might rather be doing other things. This is a lot more work. This is costing me money, not making me money. It's costing me money. Why? Why? What, what's the point of this? And I would ask myself that a lot. And you better have an answer. And in this case, I had an answer that, hey, I think this will be good. I'm learning things about myself. I can help my family. I can help clients. I'm interested in it. I've, I think in the long term, this will be a, a net positive for me. And so I kept telling myself that. And I think that I was successful in doing that in that I did not quit. I kept going and I think that was good. So I had an answer for the, you know, the holes that I would occasionally get into that I knew were coming, that I knew were there. And so I'm trying to help those of you out there trying to make change and maybe you failed before and, and trying to go, okay, well, here's my pattern. This is what I occasionally do. And this is when I stop making the change, let's say. So it's a quick little exercise and it first looks at the, you know, a, a trigger event, let's say, um, maybe you get depressed or maybe you see something that makes you anxious, you know, whatever it is, some that trigger emotion, perhaps that you feel or see or see some act that someone does, whatever that makes you sort of act on that. And so the first thing to ask yourself is, okay, I get depressed. I have that sort of depression feeling, let's say. What do I think internally? What are my internal thoughts? And just write those down. It's like, what does that look like? My internal thoughts are this, because we're trying to recognize the pattern. I'm trying to recognize what my thoughts turn into when I get depressed. Okay, what are those? Well, I start telling myself, you know, lots of negative stories. I start telling myself that it'll never work out for me. Maybe I've got some depression disease. Um, don't know. A lot of internal stories you probably told yourself a lot all come to the fore and all don't come with any positive news, let's say. And then you would say, okay, I've got that list. Next is a list of what do I physically do? 
when I, when I have this feeling. Well, what do I do? I'm depressed. I physically start to shut in. I don't go places. Uh, I don't go exercise. I don't go for walks, which I typically like to do. Um, I don't reach out to family and friends. I just sort of become an internal me. I sleep a lot, eat a lot. You know, these are the things that I do. Okay. And then I would ask myself, so I got a list of how I, what do I think? What do I do that notices all these things? And now I'm asking myself, does this actually work on my depression? Does this actually help me? Is this a good strategy? I'm doing these things in some ways to beat depression um, and make myself feel better in some way. Is it working? Do these activities generate success? And that's a, something only you can come up with. If you're, if you're considering a change, you probably know the answer. The answer is no. It's this stuff is probably not working for me. Ultimately, is this a, is this a good strategy? And you probably come up with the answer of no. Next is the last thing. What have I lost here? What have I spent? What have I wasted essentially on this strategy? What's the downside of this strategy? Has it got me anything or have I lost time? Have I lost friends? Have I lost my health? Is there anything to be gained by this strategy? And again, probably you can come up with lots of reasons in your particular case of why this strategy isn't working. And what's great about this, this example I've just given is again, you can plug in your own personal trigger and answer these questions for yourself. And likely you'll find that you're, you're thinking and doing things that don't seem to be working. You're admitting that to yourself. This isn't working for me. Um, possible frustration that you've tried lots of things and nothing has worked, which is leading to more depression, which is totally understandable. And then, well, what have I lost? Well, I've lost lots of things. Well, and you may say, well, gee, I really want this depression to go away. And I agree. That's probably a goal, but everyone has goals. We've got to figure out how in fact to turn activities, thoughts into a winning strategy. So it's important to recognize what isn't working, what hasn't worked in the past, what strategies don't seem to get you anywhere and, and recognize the toll that may have taken on you. What, what is a, what is a year, 10 years of this stuff doing to you? What have you lost? What could have you've had if things were different? And again, this is not a new way to beat yourself up. This is not a new way to then restart the cycle of, oh, what could have been? What should I have been? It's just to awaken yourself to the, to the fact that this stuff that I'm doing isn't successful. I need a new pattern. I've got to recognize my old pattern. So when that comes up again in the future to go, uh -uh, nope, not doing that because I know where this leads. This is not successful for me. I now have a new answer for, well, if this stuff isn't working, how do I know what, what is? Well, generally the opposite. <laughs> you know, you've, may have seen the, the idea of, I think it was the uh, Seinfeld, you know, the do the opposite. George Costanza was told to do the opposite of what he thought. And he started creating, you know, success in his life. And it was, it was funny, but that's sort of the idea. If you're looking at the, I've got this list of things that I think and do, I can see that it's not successful. I need to start doing 
something that's not that. And break this pattern up. Because what I want is true success. And it may be how I'm going about it is putting me in a very negative spot. And it's just never going to work out for me. And oh, by the way, I may have thought this whole time that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to fight this trigger or this feeling or this thought that I have or this habit that I have. Maybe not. Take a look at how you're thinking about it, what you're doing when you get upset, when you get discouraged, what thoughts do you start to have? What's the pattern look like? And let's be cognizant and try to avoid that pattern. Make sense? It's all about seeing how have I sort of gone off the rails in the past and motivation for awakening new possibilities in me. You want to be the hero of your story. It's time to change the story. We're, we're, we've sort of just documented in this example a story that has gone wrong. It's not getting you what you want. And we need now resolution, commitment, and a, a better plan, let's say, towards making the change. I've said before, everybody has goals. People winning teams, losing teams, they all have goals. It's, it's all in the, what does the process look like? What do you want? What can you do immediately to make some progress? Look, in, look at the example we've just gone over and look at some sort of opposites to that and work on how you can make some changes. So let me just follow through with the depression example that I laid out, each example. Well, if you're, you start out with the thoughts that you're telling yourself, well, okay, there's a, there's a place to start right there. Maybe these thoughts that I'm having are a little unfair and I wouldn't let a friend of mine, if they were telling me these thoughts, I wouldn't let them get away with that. I wouldn't let them tell themselves that they were stupid or worthless. So why can't I act like I'm a person or a friend that I actually gave a damn about? This is a Jordan Peterson saying that I love. Can you be your own friend and act like you're a person who you actually give a damn about and not let yourself get away with thoughts that you would never let a friend say, that you would never let your children say to you. You would never let a spouse say these things to you about themselves. So why do you let you get away with that? Secondly, in the depression example, look at all the things that you do when you get depressed and say to yourself, well, this stuff isn't working. What's the opposite of that? Well, if I shut in, if I close down, if I stop movement, if I eat a lot, if I drink a lot, you know, whatever it is, whatever you had on your do list, there is a place to start. Well, that's the pattern I can recognize. I need to probably do the opposite of those, even though when you start to make those changes, you're going to feel like doing those things because that's what you've always done. Your mind will be telling you to do those things and doing something different is hard. Initially, it does take some power and that's why it's very important to get a buddy have a friend see a therapist have somebody you can bounce this stuff off of so that in the hard times you have somebody to help you to stay on a different path because it's going to take a little bit of time to wear a new habit in and that takes that takes a bit and so likely you know what to change likely you know the things intuitively that Maybe you shouldn't be doing, but this exercise is another way of, of kind of locking that in for you to sort of see your own negative patterns. So in this show, we've talked about 
comparison. Compare yourself. Start somewhere. Start small. Don't, you don't have to change everything right away. In the exercise example, go to the gym for 10 minutes. If, if, if all you need to do maybe is to break the pattern is walk into the gym and walk out. That's, that's enough. But you have to know that, hey, this isn't where I want to be, but I, I can at least start to make the pattern different. I need to start in something that I can do and that I will do, that I will follow through on this thing, and it may be very small. That's okay. Do it. Get yourself to do it. And then when you come home, whatever that small thing you did in the gym, recognize that your brain's going to tell you, oh, this isn't enough, and a lot of negative stories about how, geez, this, what, what, this is ridiculous. You only spent 10 minutes in the gym. You know, what, what, are you, what are we doing here? Well, you went and did it. You did 10 minutes more than you did the last six months. That's a change. I can now compare myself to what I did yesterday, which is a fact that I did some time in the gym. Tomorrow I plan to do a little bit more. I'm going to commit to doing that and I'm going to sort of push myself to get in there and I'm trying to do things differently than I've done in the past and not listen to my brain tell me these negative stories. I'm going to have to fight that a little bit. I'm going to have to put up a resistance to the old stories, the old thoughts and all that stuff because recognize that those things are not working. You've got to try something different. So we've got a process here. We've got a, a, a comparison idea. Careful what you compare yourself to and also a process to see what is your uh, pattern, negative pattern, where it has got you, what are sort of the negative keys to how that has sort of led you in the past. And now what we're doing is something different to say, I need to do, look at all this, all this list of things that I've done internally and externally, and I need to start breaking up some of those processes somehow. And again, that's a great discussion with your therapist, great discussion with a buddy. Um, many times, if you work in the, in the health example, physical trainers, I mean, sometimes they have some good, good tips for this kind of stuff. And so um, listen to those, take in those people, find out or talk to other people who have succeeded at this. Or if you're in the gym, talk to somebody else about why they do it. What brings them in here? Why do, they, why, why do they seem to have such good workout habits and be in such good shape? What motivates them? How do they think about it? All these things can open you up to a different way. Uh, break the pattern. Break the cycle that you currently have, which you will likely admit isn't working. So I hope that helps. These are two very powerful thoughts to get on a new path, to get on a new way of thinking about things, get on a new way of identifying what is the negative cycle that you've done in the past and getting you to help construct something that's more sustainable uh, all the way around. So hope that helps. We will continue talking about this idea on, and I hope to see you again on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself or a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Pink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.